Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 15th, 2010. Now we're going to be listening to an interview with Alex and Alan Watt regarding this particular subject again. And I'm going to go ahead and start us here. ...way with certain medications. However, what you're finding as well is that a lot of... See, that the whole thing starts when you're, you're young. They, they talked about this back in the 20s. How could you literally alter the, the, the chemistry of the brain and the chemistry of the person if you wanted a, a world of peace? And they talked about inoculations were the best ways to do it. And they could target specific areas. Diet injections, However, diet injections, injunctions, Bertrand Russell. That's right. Yes, and, and also, and even before he came along with that too and said that openly... Uh, there were others who talked about that as far back as uh, as George Bernard Shaw in about 1918. So uh, he would belong to the Fabian Society that belongs to the Royal Institute of International Affairs or Council of Foreign Relations. So this is an old, old agenda. And, and what they've found, too, since then is that with their first inoculations as a child, um, they're supposed to piggyback on certain enzymes that, that go to the brain. And, and uh, it's interesting, you see, the... Every cell in the brain, every type of tissue in your body vibrates at a particular frequency, a very small electrical frequency, not a large one, very small. It's electrochemical, electrochemical. Yes. And, and therefore, uh, the nutrients for that particular part of the brain uh, will, will vibrate at the same rate as the tissue it wants to go to, or the tissue wants it to come to, and that's how it finds the tissue with a particular nutrient. And that's body. what they're saying with all these new vaccines. It will literally block you being able to become upset or resist and suddenly it's all over the news. They're now moving against us publicly. Yes, but along with, with the, the fact that they could take up the nutrients to different parts of the brain, uh, they knew they could piggyback the chemicals or even a virus on. No, that's as what well. they say. They say they're piggybacking the steroid uh, on the back of a live, uh, with this particular one in the news this week, with a live herpes virus to take it right into the brain and hit you hard. That's right. And therefore, they could lobotomize different parts of the brain that makes you uh, not, not so much aggressive. If you're aggressive, you can be aggressive for a very good reason, and that means surviving. And uh, all of these characters from the Fabian Society and long before talked about the fact that um, the world they'd bring in had one obstacle, and that was the general public. How do we lobotomize the public to make them passive? And obedient. And there's and no doubt from studying idea. all the last major vaccines interrupt, I want you to comment on this, that they're adding these piggybackers into the vaccines for at least the last 30 years. They've already yes. hit the public. That's why they're zombies. Most people out there are already brain damaged. Yes, That's why yes. we can't reach them. Yeah, they, they can't understand. It's not they don't want to understand. They can't understand. And uh, those parts that we should kick in with, with uh, anxiety... Uh, and a little bit of fear leading to decisive action uh, are gone. However, the thing is, some people sneak through just like the, as I say, the, the, um, the, the medications often have the opposite effect. Some people, uh, they'll find that because their physiology is slightly different, uh, those enzymes that uptake to the brain can be diverted to other parts of the body, often into the intestines. And they'll find people, for, for instance, with lots of allergies. Uh, well, no, they now admit Crohn's is a measles vaccine. Yeah, that's why yeah. you have all these new diseases. It ends up attacking with an autoimmune response in the intestines, and that's almost killed one of my great employees who, who got very close to dying from Crohn's, uh, and they know exactly what they're doing. They, they, they've known what caused that for over 50 or 60 years at the top levels. See, bear in mind that all these, the advent of all these new autoimmune diseases 
like Crohn's and, and Renault syndrome and um, different various autoimmune diseases like lupus and uh, I believe psoriatic arthritis and these types of things. Many of these autoimmune type diseases were almost non-existent before the modern day advent of the vaccinations because the, the vaccinations cause the own body to turn on itself many times, which is essentially an autoimmune response. You take in these vaccines into the bloodstream, you're bypassing every natural route that those things might have been introduced. You're putting them right in the bloodstream, and then all of a sudden the body's forced to deal with something, and it creates this autoimmune response. And women tend to have better immune systems than men, and that's why women tend to get more autoimmune diseases. Because their immune system, when it does turn, it's it's typically better than a male's, and so they're more prone to autoimmune responses. So, anyway, I just wanted to mention that. There's different levels of medicine. Whatever's in the Lancet journals, what all the doctors believe, that's what's taught in university. But in the higher levels of medicine, it's part of the military-industrial complex because warfare takes in medicine in a big way for bringing down populations long-term. So uh, they've known this for 50 years, what they were doing. Incredible. Longer. Yeah. Stay there, Alan. Finish up on the other side, riveting. And everything Alan is saying is in all their own literature. For, for banking, for government, they have super advanced schools that once you become a general or once you become a governor, they then send you to the advanced Woodrow Wilson School or others to be really taught the secret plan. They always want to intimidate you and put the onus on you like you're morally bad while they're sucking off of you, while they're poisoning you, and all their minions are being slow killed. But they love it. Most of them are already so brain damaged. Now, we're launching a key operation. We're going to Alan Watt in two minutes. Poison tap water. We've had seven terms in a row. We've never failed, thanks to you, the listeners, making whatever term we put out the number one search term. Then it leads them back to our articles and our battle plan of action. Two days ago, it was brain-eating vaccine. It caused over 100 blogs and newspapers like Wired Magazine to go absolutely ape. Even News of the World tried to spin it to make it look like this info. That's one of your big tabloids on store shelves. It is not working. We are countering them. The new search term is poison tap water. It's at Infowars.com by Matt Ryan. What, uh, Paul Watson's going to expand this article with even more documentation. Because, again, I have these ideas live on air during the live battle space. And that's what this is. This is total resistance for the species to survive against a scientific technocracy. This is not a game that you're living in a hardcore science fiction nightmare, but humanity is rising. And for all of you who want to make jokes about it, you're already casualties. Enjoy it. If you can't see pure tyranny when they're out in the open, now saying they're going to put lithium in the water to control you when they're already doing it, then fine. Enjoy yourselves. They admit corn syrup. They knew increased cancer massively. And now more medical journals admit it, and they don't care. They're going to hit you hard. Aspartame, bisphenol A, sterilization, cancer, and it lowers aggression. Everything they do in standardization and products you eat and drink, and, and the packaging is meant to sterilize and, this is key, and reduce your aggression. It's aggression that fires the resistance, that fires determination, as Alan Watts said. 
Here's the article. Alex Jones is launching a new campaign to inform the public about the toxic chemical fluoride being added to the water across the country. While EPA scientists and workers are calling for an end to water fluoridation, we have a link to their top scientist coming out and saying it's deadly. The government is doing everything in its power to continue and even increase the amount of toxic chemicals being added to the public water supply. Click here for the PDF of this, of this yellow, white, and black document. There is poison in the tap water. That'll get locals' attention, posted in legal areas. And it goes on in the piece to say, fact, fluoride is a dangerous substance and the active ingredient in most insecticides. If ingested as little as one-tenth of an ounce of fluoride can kill a hundred-pound adult, and one in one hundred of an ounce can kill a ten-pound infant. Studies have shown that exposure to fluoride can cause neurological damage and an increased risk of bone cancer. Fiction. Fluoride added to the public water supply strengthens teeps and helps prevent cavities. Demand safe water. Demand the truth. Visit Infowars.com. There is poison in the tap water. This is how a free humanity would resist. They would go out and hit the enemy everywhere. Now, the media is going to go absolutely ape over this if you post these everywhere. They're going to try to demonize whoever did it in your area. They're going to demonize yours truly. But then it's going to spur a public debate that this is poison. And a lot of local media is now admitting it's poison because they're reading about the EPA scientists saying take it out. So the key search term is poison tap water. The key search term, three words, poison tap water. Get it out to everybody. We're unstoppable together. God bless you. Alan, I'm going to try to sit back in the last 23 minutes and shut up and have you break down this. And while you're talking about all the different poisons and things, I'm going to show mainstream news articles proposing drugs in our water to make us servile. Alan Watt, break it down. Yes, I mean, it's obvious if you want to take down a whole population and the whole world's populations, you must literally attack the, the one enemy they have, and that's your ability to survive because you have innate, you're born with innate survival principles. A part is intuition, a reaction, and your solution to the particular problem. When they can knock out that part of the brain so that you're passive, you don't even notice there's a threat in any direction, then, you, then you're a happy citizen. You're exactly what they want you to be. Um, and, and in fact, I, I keep referring to wild animals, just watching wild animals. Uh, if I get foxes coming around here all the time, and if it's a tree down, uh, the fox, you can sit and watch him at the top of the hill. Uh, he'll, he'll, he won't go past that tree. It's something different in, in, in his roots, his little circle, and he'll observe it from 50 different angles before he decides it's, it's safe or unsafe to go past it. Because he doesn't know it's a bluff. There could be somebody behind there with a gun to shoot him. Who, who knows what it is? But uh, that's that's innate survival instincts. Uh, you're born with those things. And we're supposed to have that. Now, the big boys themselves, Charles Galton Darwin and all the rest of them, uh, in the 1950s, a descendant of, Char of Charles Darwin, and he was a physicist, this guy as well, who worked on the Manhattan Project. He was a top eugenicist. He, he was all for world um, um, domination. And he talked about the need to eradicate uh, the useless eaters, just like Bertrand Russell. They all knew each other. And he said, we, we have to, he says, we must retain our capabilities to remain wild. He says, those who survive are wild men. He says, therefore, we are leading the planet Earth with the captains of the ship. We must retain those wild men capabilities. But the rest of the public, he said, uh, must literally have their ability destroyed to preserve themselves. They would manage by the state. They've all echoed the same principles. 
and it's been happening all their lives long. You just read a quote from one of these psychos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's right. And, and they mean it. And not only they mean it, they work for top world uh, uh, societies uh, linked with the United Nations. The United Nations is the front, of course, wherever they've gone with inoculations. That's what they've done is to destroy, especially the so-called primitive tribes that have lived for thousands of years, completely independent from from the rest of the world. Uh, they've given them inoculations. It's the first thing they do. When we went into Iraq, the first group that went in after the troops was UNESCO for inoculations to make sure the children got inoculations. That will raise up a, a population who are easily managed and pliable. Now, when you go into military strategy, going as far back as, as World War II, they talked about prolonged warfare over populations. Prolonged, that means intergenerational warfare. If something lasted 40, 50 years, because we've had 100 years wars in the past, we forget these things. These guys don't. They're trained in this stuff. They said they'd have to make sure uh, that uh, the upcoming future troops would have to be hit at either at birth, pre-birth, that meant inoculating the mother while the child's in the womb, uh, or, or getting the child very soon after birth with inoculations to make sure that he grows up and he will not be a fighter. He won't mind being dominated or ruled. This is an, these are in military manuals that they teach at the top in military colleges. So they've been doing this in, in uh, Iraq, of course, and I'm sure in 20, 30 years' time you'll see the results of it uh, with a dumbed-down, happy population with hats on backwards dancing to rap music and, and taking drugs and all the rest of it, but they will be unconcerned that they're dominated by foreign powers. This is long-term strategy for the entire planet, and as I say, the ones at the top who formed the League of Nations and formed the United Nations, that was their goal, to bring about a world of peace. Peace is where those who should naturally rule the world are ruling the world, and I mean naturally ruling it, and they believe in the Darwinian principle that those who had achieved total success and held on to power and money through successive generations had proven by the Darwinian principle of survival of the fittest that they had the right to rule. Everyone else who, who hadn't achieved that particular level or uh, a standard of living was there for a failure. They were the junk genes and uh, they would only reproduce junk genes and therefore they had no need for them in a post-industrial um, society. This stuff was discussed before World War One. By, by those who form, eventually formed the League of Nations and the United Nations. So this has been a long-term warfare. We are seeing uh, the effects of it, um, and we see them going further. They can go further now because most of the public, to be honest with you, um, cannot take any information critically anymore. They are damaged, too damaged to take it. On the one hand, it's a double thing. They think we're being managed, and they're happy to be managed by superior people. That's what they think of politicians, superior people. And on and the other hand, when they read the articles about how damaged they're becoming and what they want to do to them next, they can, they're going to double think, I love my government, I love those special people, so that I can, who allow me to go out and play all the time, well, I don't have to make any big decisions, and they wouldn't do anything to hurt me, surely. And so that's how they react to articles that come up with the proof and the evidence to what's happening to them and their children. They wouldn't do anything to harm me. They're too far gone to put two and two together. They are out of the, the running. Uh, they're the casualties of war. Yeah. Well said, Alan. And while you've been talking, I'm just showing New York Times, L.A. Times, how great it's going to be to put lithium in your water, how great it's going to be to inject you. You'll never be upset again. This is literally destroying free will. 
and you know the housewives and the soccer moms are going to march their daughters and sons in, and Jimmy's not going to be bad anymore. He's, he's not going to even be alive. He'll just be a worker that does what they're told, and it says the government's going to fix our malfunctioning brains to make us better workers. We're not going to get tired. Stress is meant to make you tired so you don't work to death. You're not going to complain. We are literally biological androids, and they're shooting all the cops and military up with it, and they're just gone. They're gone. You're, you're right with the, with the cops and the military. I mean, you've read the same articles, I'm sure, uh, from uh, one of the chief of, of police officers who belongs to the, the World Society of Chief Police Officers under the UN and the, in the U.S., and he said himself that he and his men were now on on testosterone implants under the skin. They get them renewed every month or so, and it makes them more aggressive. They're not brighter, that they're still being damaged mentally. And again, the Pentagon talked about that in Wired Magazine 10 years ago. They said, mm -hmm. because we're drugging the water to make people servile, our troops are becoming wimps. We're mm -hmm. going to have to supplement aggression drugs and testosterone and then uh, later amnesic so they forget the mass murder. And so now major police chiefs, uh, like the police chief, uh, the one you're mentioning is in Fort Worth, that was three months ago, said, yeah, we're going to go on roids. So they have to take drugs to re-masculize themselves because they've all been hit like the general public. Yes, uh, but they've all been hit, but so they have no wisdom. Therefore, they're even more ruthless once they get high doses of testosterone. And so they're more lethal, they're more aggressive, and they have no wisdom. They have no humanity actually left in them. They're, they're so dumbed down. So that, yes, they're aggressive, but they don't have the wisdom or the compassion to balance the two as to, uh, in comparison to the job that they're supposed to be doing. So they're, they're very dangerous. They're great tools for them. And remember, too, remember, this is the thing, uh, that so many articles came out years ago saying the mind is the final frontier. The conquering of the mind is the final frontier. And that, of course, is what Kissinger and all the big boys were in. He wrote about that to an extent, little little hints here and there in his book Between Two Ages in the Technotronic Era, where he said that it, through ELF waves and various other things, as I said, remember, all your cells are programmed by very tiny, tiny electrical currents, very tiny, and they can match those electrical currents by using uh, ELF waves and so on. And that was in the Baltimore Sun about seven years ago, and now DARPA admits, oh, we're now testing soothing ELF wave towers, and so from us being kooks saying it to, we are drugging you, we are going to inject you, there'll be no more pain after this, and we are putting up towers to make you happy. That's correct. I mean, That's how, and, and to show the public's under mind control, they're announcing all of this, and notice only the illegal aliens can march by the millions because they've been in Mexico and haven't been on these drugs as long. So they're coming from a primitive society up here. And, and then meanwhile, Bloomberg announces all the major insurance companies are now taking people's insurance when they die and just saying we're doing it. They're now just stealing everything because they know, from your research, what percentage of the public has already been pretty much lobotomized? I'd have to say it's over 70%. Yeah. Uh, please continue. Yeah, I mean, everyone really, it isn't just the fact that you get one set of injections, it's the follow-ups and the... What they can actually do, and they've admitted this too in warfare uh, principles, is they can release a chemical or something into the bloodstream. And anyway, they, they get it in food, water, whatever, spraying it from the air, which they're doing too. And uh, that can literally, uh, that can cock, it's like, a, it's like cocking uh, the trigger of a, of a firearm. Uh, that can cock uh, the body's system ready for a booster shot years down the road. And the booster literally kicks it off. A binary and, weapon. 
Yes, absolutely. These are so far advanced in, in this technology that it's incredible. And by the way... Okay, so that's basically what we wanted to cover on that particular issue. And I've also got some more links here that you can click on if you want to know more about fluoride. Uh, several other links here that can, you know, really load your boat regarding that particular subject. Now let's shift gears here. We're going to talk about high fructose corn syrup now, which is a byproduct of the corn industry. You have to understand that the, the corn growers um, are literally being subsidized by the government to produce massive amounts of high fructose corn syrup. Most of the corn produced in America is not being used as corn. Not only is it GMO, genetically modified, but it's being grown to be converted into high fructose corn syrup. Now, here's a study. Uh, high fructose corn syrup should be banned from the food supply. The latest evidence comes from a large study of 60, of 60, 524 524 participants over a 14-year period. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 60,524 participants over a 14-year period. Those who consumed... Now, this is unbelievable. This is from... This isn't a little tiny study. This is from a study with over 60,000 people over a 14-year period. This isn't like some little 10 people they did over two months. Six Over 60,000 over a 14-year period. Those who consume, on average, five high-fructose corn syrup sweetened sodas per week, per week, just five, had an 87% increase for developing pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer is like a death sentence, pretty much. If you go the medical route, it's you're done. You can't live without a pancreas. And they don't have a real good cure rate on pancreatic cancer. Five sodas, five Cokes, just in, you know, the regular can, not a two-liter bottle, the regular can, just five a week, and you increase your risk of pancreatic cancer by 87%. And that was in a study of over 60,000 participants over a 14-year period. This goes on to say the high levels of sugar in soft drinks may be increasing the level of insulin in the body, which we think contributes to the pancreatic cancer Cell growth. That was said by Mark Piera, PhD, senior author on the study and associate professor in the School of Public Health at the University of Minnesota. So this is coming from the medical profession, essentially. They're admitting to this. Now, they also stated that, um, you know, just in consuming sugar did increase the cancer rate, but as far as what really increased it, by far, overwhelmingly, disproportionately, was the high fructose corn syrup. Way more than just sugar by itself. Okay? Because sugar's not good either, but again, we've went to a whole different level when you're dealing with high fructose corn syrup and things like aspartame, NutraSweet, sucralose, these types of things. Here's the next study. Um, high fructose corn syrup makes your brain crave food. Uh, this is by uh, Byron J. Williams. The average American now consumes... 145 pounds of high fructose corn syrup per year. 145 pounds. New research proves exactly how high fructose corn syrup bypasses the normal energy balance, balance systems in your body, causing your brain to eat more food because it never really registers the calories 
of the high fructose corn syrup. Sounds like the same thing that NutraSweet does. Tricks your body into thinking that it's getting carbs, but it doesn't really register in this particular case. Obviously, this tilts the scale in the direction then of obesity and diabetes, and as I just reported, heart disease. It is a natural national disgrace that 30% of Americans are considered obese, and that this problem is heavily affecting teenagers who live on this garbage as their beverage of choice. Only the corn refiners of America and the American Medical Association, who are being paid by the corn refiners group, still believe that high fructose corn syrup doesn't cause obesity. When scientists want to make rats diabetic so they can study them, you know what they do? They feed them high fructose corn syrup until they become diabetic. Because that's how you make a rat diabetic. It's, it's simple. You just do it and it happens. When will the humans catch on? And even a better question, is it the responsibility of others, meaning taxpayers, to pay for the massive costs of this self-inflicted disease? Meaning, if you're consuming massive amounts of high fructose corn syrup, it's a matter of time before you develop diabetes. Yes, you can have a genetic predisposition, sure, but doesn't matter. If you don't have it or if you do have it, you consume enough high fructose corn syrup, and not only is, are you making your risk of cancer go through the roof, but you're also making your risk of diabetes go through the roof, which diabetes leads to heart disease. I mean, you want to set, your up, you want to set yourself up for placking of the arteries? Get diabetes. Uh, skyrocketing um, blood sugar will produce higher triglycerides. It will start placking up your body like nothing else. So, again, when scientists want to create diabetic rats, they just feed them high fructose corn syrup. Proven fact. Here's the next one. Uh, high fructose corn syrup activates the fat producing gene. I wonder if the AMA is still sticking by its proclamation of safety for high fructose corn syrup. This month's issue of Cell Metabolism, it's evidently a periodical, has a featured article explaining exactly how high fructose corn syrup turns on gene signaling that promotes fat formation and fat accumulation, likely to result in obesity, insulin resistance, and type 2 diabetes. The evidence against high fructose corn syrup is overwhelming. Just as many years of evidence against trans fats was also ignored for so long. The evidence against high fructose corn syrup is overwhelming. It should be banned from the food supply. Here's the next one. One day the bird brains in charge of the food supply and public health will wake up, maybe. Well, again, I don't think that's ever going to happen because it's all by design. But he says, in the meantime, avoid high fructose corn syrup like the plague. A new study shows that if you're overweight and you consume this at a meal, your metabolic profile is significantly worsened. That means that if an overweight person consumes high fructose corn syrup, they will be locking in what they call leptin resistance. Poor metabolism... Leptin has a lot to do with fat loss. Um, anyway, poor metabolism and directly increasing the risk factors for heart disease and diabetes. I have said for a long time that high fructose corn syrup should be banned from the food supply. Here's more proof. Not only that, but they're also finding when they're studying high fructose corn syrup that almost every, in almost every single instance, you're getting a massive amount of mercury with the high fructose corn syrup as well. It's another thing that goes along with it. So, um... Banning the the high fructose corn syrup from the food supply would be the first step in combating obesity from a public health point of view. The refiners, the corn refiners lobby is more important than the health of Americans. Another example of Capitol Hill being for sale. Unlike fruit sugar, 
fructose, refined sugar, sucrose, or milk sugar, lactose, high fructose corn syrup sets off a highly damaging group of molecules called reactive carbonyls. So, uh, in other words, unlike even fruit sugar, or even refined sugar, or even milk sugar, high fructose corn syrup sets off a highly damaging group of molecules called reactive carbonyls. Not only do these compounds damage healthy cells, they are invariably elevated in people with diabetes. Reactive carbonyls drastically speed the aging process and the decay of cognitive or brain function. Is the FDA anywhere to be found when they are needed? Of course not. They're there to kill us. Consumers beware. High fructose corn syrup is not only in soda pop and candy. Products that contain high fructose corn syrup include ketchup, bread, honey mustard, barbecue sauces, other sauces, sweet relish, salad dressings, tonic waters. I didn't know they didn't tonic waters. Vinegars. Crackers, sports drinks, protein bars, granola bars, yogurts, and much, much more. Check your labels. Again, that's the only way to really know is to check the labels. And some of the stuff, that they don't even list it on the labels. Like the next thing we're going to be talking about called BPH. Uh, Next article, how high fructose corn syrup makes you stupid. We now know the reason so many of our kids can't finish high school. They have been fed too much high fructose corn syrup. Oh, among other things, we've already discussed the myriad of other ways they're taking out our brains. And these, these children have become mentally impaired. This is not a laughing matter. Coke and Pepsi are on the line for playing a significant role in wrecking the intelligence of several generations of children, as well as making them fat. Of course, sellouts, the sellouts at the AMA want to give our kids statin drugs because they don't have the guts to make a policy statement against high fructose corn syrup as a major cause of obesity. Well, the reason they're saying that is statins are, the word statin means to stop. Statin drugs are the anti-cholesterol drugs. Now, what happened is, is 25, around 25 years ago, they came out and said, oh, cholesterol is the bane of all humanity. We've got to get it below, you know, 250 or whatever it was at the time. And then they lowered it to 200. And now they've tried to even lower it, like, to 180. And they're, they're trying to convince everybody that cholesterol is this wicked, terrible thing. When in reality, we have to have cholesterol to make all the hormones in our body. The sterol part of cholesterol is the backbone to all hormones that our body produces, and a lot of this conversion occurs in the liver. By lowering cholesterol levels, artificially manipulating that in the body, what has happened is, is we make less hormones. Well, the less hormones you make, the more the less ability you have to cope with stress because you have to have a healthy hormonal system in order to cope with stress. So then what happens is, is you become Prozac deficient because now you can't cope with stress anymore, so now you got to go on the Prozac to deal with the stress. And it's all by design. Um, 25 plus years ago, I think anything below either 300 to 280 was considered normal on the cholesterol range. Now, Far more important in regard to your risk of cardiovascular risk are the ratios of HDL to LDL in the bloodstream. The ratios of HDL, meaning high-density lipids, to LDL, low-density lipids, these are the supposed good and bad uh, cholesterol. Neither of them are really neither good nor bad. They both have a function in the body. But you want to have a good ratio between the two. You want to have enough high-density lipids. The best way to do that is making sure your liver's clean and that you're doing something like a good um, organic uh, or molecularly distilled or filtered fish oil. That's a good way to, to have good HDL levels, um, in part at least. 
another thing to look at is triglycerides. Far more important than just total cholesterol. Um, if high triglycerides really, really set you up for plaquing. Uh, another thing is C-reactive protein, a very, very accurate predictor of um, cardiovascular risk, inflammatory risk of these types of things, C-reactive protein. Also, homocysteine levels are far greater in, in predicting. And the best way to know if you're plaqued up is to go to, um, like in America, they have this thing called lifeline screening. You can go there, they'll do what they call a Doppler ultrasound of the carotid arteries, they'll tell you right away if you're plaqued up. I mean, if you're 50% plaqued up off a Doppler ultrasound, the solution is not going in and getting your carotid arteries cut open so they can scrape them. That's insane. You've got hundreds of miles of blood vessels in the body. By opening up one little portion, you're not addressing the other ones. You're also not addressing the core root of the problem. So... If you find out you've got a lot of placking because of these issues that I just mentioned, um, what you want to do is take EDTA chelation, and the cheapest way to do it, you, yes, you can go in and you can get the, um, the uh, IV type, but it's very expensive. It's about 150 bucks a pop. Uh, you probably need 30 to 50 treatments. Uh, they use a big catheter needle. It's not fun. It's painful. And, you know, you, you, it's, it's a very cost-prohibitive thing for a lot of people. What you do is you go up to the internet, go to herbspro.com or herbsmd.com, go up there and, and key in EDTA, buy Arizona National Naturals, I believe, the EDTA, it's pretty cheap stuff, and you can go in there and get it, and then you just take anywhere from three to five capsules per day, open them up under the tongue, let it sit under there for two to three minutes, the EDTA will actually absorb into the bloodstream sublingually, and then also in conjunction with that, go up there and buy the product from Source Nat, no, not Source Naturals, Naturally Vitamins, called Natokinase 1500. You can go up there and buy that one, and um, that will actually help deplaque you, keep the blood naturally thin. You don't ever want to do this in conjunction with Coumadin or any blood thinning agents, but if you do that for, let's say, six months, and you go back and you get rechecked, you're probably going to have significantly less placking, if none, in the body left. Okay? So, the little thing I just told you there could literally save your life, and it won't cost you very much to do it. Um, so, anyway, that's something that, that you can think about doing. Uh, let's go further here. A new study analyzing rats on a high-fat and high-fructose corn syrup diet found the hippocampus, which is the region of the brain needed for learning and memory, was severely impaired by a diet high in fat and high-fructose corn syrup. Eight months on this diet impeded spatial learning ability, lowered the density of brain cells, and the function of the brain synapses. The brain damage appears to be caused by a lowered, lowering of brain-derived nootrophic factor, or BDNF. I have made several recent posts on the importance of boosting BDNF to restore your brain, and here is clear evidence that high fructose corn syrup as part of a calorie, high-calorie diet is killing off brain cells like that of an alcoholic. Parents need to wake up and not give their children any beverage of any kind with high fructose corn syrup. We have a young generation of dropouts and an old generation with excessive dementia headed for Alzheimer's. Coke and Pepsi and many other smaller companies have played a large role in the decline of intelligence in our country. 
Okay, now we're done with that. Now we're going to talk about something called BPA, which is, this is, I, I wasn't even aware of this information on BPA. Unbelievable stuff. Okay, now we're going to talk about the uh, BPA and how it causes sterilization, brain damage, and cancer. And it's contaminating our food and water. Let's go ahead and with this report. When you open up a can, you may not notice the lining inside. But believe it or not, that lining may contain a synthetic estrogen. That's right, a sex hormone. And it's in almost every single can we consume. As part of a Fox 5 investigation, we decided to have some of the cans of food you eat every day tested. And wait until you see the results. This could be your table any day of the week. A delicious plate of pasta topped with tomato sauce, some hearty soup, a tuna fish sandwich, a side of green peas. Food that millions of Americans consume daily. But wait until you see what could be inside your food. This is a chemical that the people who put it into plastic were insane. His name is Dr. Fred Vomsall. He's a professor of biology at the University of Missouri. You may not know his name, but you probably know his work. He recently created a huge uproar within the scientific community after releasing a study on plastic baby bottles and the controversial chemical many of these bottles are made with, called bisphenol A. This is a chemical that in 1936 was considered for use as an estrogen drug. Then in the 1950s, some tricky chemists found that they could link this chemical together and it creates a hard, clear, glass-like plastic. And this glass-like plastic is sprayed into cans we buy every day. The only problem with that is the plastic is then made from a sex hormone. And it's virtually in every can of food we consume. And according to Dr. Vomsall, Bisphenol A is a big problem because he says it leaches into the foods we eat. And when you eat a sauce in it, the acid degrades the plastic and then the food that's in there is full of this sex hormone. Dr. Vamsal says they... Okay, so I cut it off there a second accidentally. What he was showing is them putting it into a microwave. Uh, I could do, again, I've done studies on the microwaves, what it actually does to the food. It destroys the nutrient content. It, it literally destroys the DNA. It just rips the molecules apart. Microwaves are actually banned in Russia because they know this. But if you heat these foods that were in these BPA-line cans, you're going to release even more of it. Uh, you're going to create more problems. It's just, it's horrific. But unfortunately, this is the world that we live in. Let's continue. We have tested bisphenol A in animals, and the results are disturbing. We started testing it at levels tens of thousands of times below what anybody had ever tested before and found that it profoundly damaged the male reproductive system. Now we know causes brain damage, and it causes breast cancer and prostate cancer. So we decided to do... So, again, we've got something here that particularly is going to horrifically affect not only the, the female population, but the male population. They're going to... What they're trying to do is create a gelded male population. This is... This mimics estrogen in the body. Estrogen is primarily a female hormone. 
So if you see like the men in, in these types of things, uh, this is going to produce a very passive, docile man. If you're taking this in, it's going to lower testosterone. Not only is sterility among men uh, a gigantic problem, lower sperm counts, but also low testosterone. We just talked about them giving the policemen patches because across the board, most men have low testosterone. Well, you don't have to look any farther than this one thing by itself, not to mention the myriad of other things they're doing to the food supply to understand why men would have low testosterone in today's day and age our own tests of common foods we eat every day. We went to different grocery stores and purchased tomato sauces, soups, peas, tuna fish, as well as plastic containers and food wraps. We then sent them all to Dr. Von Saul's lab in Missouri for testing. The food was removed from the cans. The cans were all cleaned, washed multiple times with water, allowed to dry, and then we put ultra-pure water in the cans to determine how stable the lining of the can was when just faced with water being in contact with it for 24 hours. The results were concerning. Every single product here put out an amount of bisphenol A that would be in the danger zone. The highest levels measured in micrograms were found in cans of Hunt's tomato sauce, followed by Red Pack. Del Monte peas, the Starkist tuna, and the Rubbermaid plastic container. This is a now. This is after those containers were washed several times, and then they just put in water just to sit in there for a 24-hour period. So imagine what the food is in there for the first time that's sitting in there for weeks, sometimes maybe years, leaching this into this estrogen, leaching into the into the food chemical that can alter the way your cells function at below a trillionth of a gram. One million times lower than this. And he says if the research on animals doesn't concern you, this will. Dr. Vamsal says when he places bisphenol A leached water into a test tube with breast cancer cells, the cancer cells multiply rapidly. These amounts would massively stimulate these cells. Bisphenol A is big business here in the United States. It is estimated that the chemical companies produce 7 billion pounds of it a year, and it's making its way into our bodies. According to the CDC, 95% of Americans have detectable levels of bisphenol A in their urine. Dr. Von Saul says the worst thing anyone can do is microwave food in a plastic container covered in plastic wrap. Stop doing that immediately. The hotter a product becomes, the greater the amount of bisphenol A that will come out of it. We need to have a balanced uh, presentations of... Okay, that was basically the crux of this uh, particular report. Now we're going to get further into what is this doing in the body. Obviously, it's a horrific thing. Okay, so the first next report here is how BPA builds up and stays in the body. Uh, this toxic estrogen-mimicking chemical, bisphenol A, or otherwise known as BPA, seems to stay in the body longer than previously believed. According to a new study, said WebMD, what's frightening is that the plastics chemical is that the plastics chemical is an incredibly ubiquitous and can be found virtually everywhere. As a matter of fact, BPA is present in detectable levels in just about every human body, says WebMD. 
BPA is a plastic hardening chemical that can be found in polycarbonate drink containers, plastic food, soda can liners, dental sealers, CD cases, cars, PVC pipes, baby bottles, just to say some. BPA has been linked to a variety of diseases, including increased risk or disorders of the brain, reproductive immune systems. Recent studies have linked BPA exposure to problems with liver function, an increased risk of diabetes, heart disease, interruptions in chemotherapy treatment, and BPA exposure has long been linked to hormonal disturbances. BPA was also linked to serious health problems based on 130 studies conducted in the past 10 years. Washington Post reported late last year and in newer research found BPA to have negative effects at very low doses, lower lower than the FDA's safety standards currently in place. Canada issued a ban prohibiting BPA in plastic baby bottles. But despite this, and overwhelmingly reports to the contrary, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration continues to deem BPA safe. The National Toxicology Program, an arm of the National Institutes of Health, recently announced that there is some concern BPA may affect the brain and behavioral development of fetuses, infants, and young children, end of quote. And the Dow Jones reported that BPA has been linked to prostate cancer, male genital defects, and early female puberty, adding that experts say that the FDA should never have ignored the scientific evidence pointing to BPA's harm to humans. But again, like I've said before, they're trying to kill us, and this is just one more way. Here's another report. Why puberty is occurring in 7- and 8-year-old girls. Uh, The New York Times reported on a study which shows that puberty is occurring in much younger girls than previous generations. In fact, girls are more likely to be growing breasts by the age of 7 or 8. This trend has been continuing for a long time, and researchers have been puzzled by it. Well, with all these estrogen-mimicking chemicals that we're being bombarded with, both men and women, it's no wonder. And the hormones that they put in the meat, they give steroids to the cows and these types of things. Those steroids get concentrated in the meat. You eat the meat, you're going to go into puberty a lot quicker. The researchers in a recent study came came closer to pinning down a cause, but never specifically mentioned a single factor that would cause the development. Chemicals which alter hormones are everywhere. They are in our foods, the toys the children play with. Bisphenol A has become a very controversial in recent years because it is known to disrupt hormones, thus, to less, thus leading to early puberty onset and problems during pregnancy. It has also been implicated for brain damage, cancer, diabetes, and heart problems. The chemical has been found in the urine of 90% of Americans. It is in drinking bottles, clear plastic containers, aluminum cans, and aluminum drinking containers. They have actually a BPA lining. BPA is never labeled as well. Um, Now here, I'm giving you link after link after link on science articles regarding the subject. Here's one. BPA lowers sperm count. BPA in breast cancer. BPA permanent and irreversible in, in in the subject of infertility, BPA, early puberty in girls, BPA, heart disease and diabetes, BPA and birth defects. The plastic type number one. Now, again, you turn over your plastic bottle, you have a bottle of of almost any plastic that you get in like, let's say, a one-use thing, uh, water bottle or whatever, you turn it over, you see the little arrow sign, little triangular arrow signs, and then you see the number one. That means it's good for one use. 
Okay, that's the most unstable kind of plastic. It is the cheapest plastic. This plastic, uh, which says the number one, almost everything in your grocery store is plastic number one. Over time, this plastic releases, releases DEHA, not to be confused with the supplement DHEA, which is an adrenal hormone, but DEHA causes liver problems, reproductive problems, and cancer. Also, you have the, the BPA, bisphenol A in there. You also have a chemical called antimony that is also leached, and another one that I can't even recall at this point. The number one plastic bottles are the most unstable, cheapest, and they do leach the most amount of chemicals into the water. Now, you're not going to taste anything because these are you're not going to perceive them in the taste spectrum. But again, you're getting that. Now, we have plastic type number three, which again, you know, you would look at a bottle or whatever and it might say number three or, or a particular piece of plastic. That is used in shower curtains, PVC piping. Producing this plastic releases vinyl chloride and ethylene dichloride into the environment. Both cause cancer. Now, granted, producing the plastic, not its use, actually does that. Both cause cancer, though. Older PVC pipe releases lead during use. Also, DEHP is released during use, which has caused cancer on some lab animals. Plastic type number six. Um... Lots of blogs warn that this type of plastic leaches styrene. But he goes on to say, I have not found a hard source on this. Styrene is also a known toxin. Plastic type number seven, used for, quote, other types of plastic. Um, This usually means hard polycarbonate-based plastics that leach a lot of BPA. The, The kind that are labeled number two, four, and five, are they're saying are generally safe. However, recent tests show that they do leach BPA as well. Whatever you can do to stay away from plastic and food, I think, to be, to be on the safe side is the best way to go. Um, like, what we do is we take these stainless steel water bottles you can buy at, like, Big Lots or one of these stores, stainless steel, and then we put the water from the Echolo Blue into the things and then we chill them in the refrigerator. So you're not going to be getting the leaching of of toxic materials from the stainless steel. And you're making your own water, which is not from a tap water source. It's about the safest thing I could recommend as far as making your own water. Now, if you live next to a really good, clean spring or or well, you know, that'd be probably even better. But that's not practical for most people. But again, you have to get the water tested to know if it's clean. Here's the bottom line of plastics. They're saying use only number 2, 4, and 5 and don't microwave or heat any of these. Next to the number 7 plastics, the biggest source of BPA are aluminum, soda cans, and all other canned foods. BPA is also found in the atmosphere, prob- possibly burning the use of plastics. However, this is a bombshell, what I'm getting ready to say right now. However, the biggest source of BPA, and this is going to blow your mind, are store register receipts. Store register receipts is the biggest source of BPA there is, which contain milligrams of BPA. This is 1,000 times the amount leached from plastic bottles. Store register receipts. I had no clue. This they're saying 40% of, rep- of receipts are reported to have BPA in America. If you want to know whether a receipt has BPA, scratch it with a coin. If it discolors the receipt, it's got BPA. We just did that this morning. We had some receipts. They all did it. 
you scratch into them and it and it and it like it discolors it. It's not like a regular paper. It's loaded with BPA. They're saying don't even touch these receipts. Don't even touch them. Let the clerk keep them. If you must keep receipts for large purchases, put them in a plastic pouch, scan them, and discard them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to report on this, but I got no choice. I learned this stuff. I've got to tell people. Store register receipts. But again, that's not that that one of all the things I've suggested would probably be the easiest thing to avoid. Just say, oh, I don't need it, type of thing. Um but, again, you're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Next article. We're going to shift gears again. A new superbug found in Britain is of a major concern. New superbug that is, res- is resistant to all antibiotics has been brought into Britain by patients having surgery abroad. Government scientists said doctors are urged to be vigilant, uh, vigilant for a new bug that has arrived in Britain with patients who have traveled to India or Pakistan for cosmetic surgery or organ transplants. And it's now circulating here. Now, I'll give you several articles that you can verify this. So far, there have been 22 cases in 17 hospitals in Britain. Health Protection Agency has said the emergency here is a major concern. The HPA has found the enzyme that destroys antibiotics in patients with infections caused by E. coli and other bacteria. The enzyme called New Delhi Metallo No. 1 has so far been found attached to a bacteria that has caused urinary tract infections and respiratory infections. It is of particular concern because it can jump from one strain of bacteria to another meaning it could attach itself to a more infectious, dangerous infection that can cause severe illness and blood poisoning, make them, making them almost impossible to treat. Remember, the Bible says that there's going to be plagues and pestilences and things of this nature. In, in Matthew 24, Jesus warned about these things. Well, again, we're seeing this over and over and over again. The NDM number one enzyme destroys a group of antibiotics called carbapenems, which are mainly used in Britain for severe infections and are tightly controlled because they are one of the few antibiotics left that remain useful against bacteria that have already developed resistance to commonly used drugs. You hear of these super strains of bacteria. Well, the super strains of bacteria, not only are they probably being developed in biological laboratories, but much of the reason that we have super strains is because of the overuse of antibiotics. Because what antibiotics do is they go in there, the word antibiotic means, anti means anti, and biotic means life. They're anti-life. They go in there and they kill good, bad, and everything in between. They kill all the good bacteria in your intestinal tract. They also tend to kill certain strains of the bad guys. Not all of them. What happens, though, is the bad guys will ultimately end up saying, ah, I'm looking at this, I'm going to mutate. I'm going to create a stronger strain of myself in order to be able to resist this antibiotic. So then they've got to keep developing more powerful antibiotics, and then new super strains emerge. This is another super strain. Um, and again, you have things like MRSA, multiple resistant Staph aureus that you've heard about, the, the super staph infection, and um, the... The best thing I know of against it is the 5,000 part per million mild silver protein that, that I've advocated for years, okay? And what I did up here is I posted my teaching on this, colloidal silver, mild silver protein's uses in history. Um, you can, I'll just read you the excerpt. The truth about electric, electrically produced liquid silver and silver generators. Learn the difference between ionic silver and true colloidal silver. Um, and then I talk about the invived mild silver. Now, what I'm telling you is, is, is that if you're making it through a, via a generator, you're making something on the lines of anywhere from 1 to 20 part per million. 
What I'm advocating for these super strains in particular is a 5,000 part per million solution. You cannot make that via generator. It's impossible. You can't make it that concentrated. And um, you're going to need a higher ppm or part per million silver in order to eradicate the end time plagues i'm not saying the lord jesus christ can't protect you but what i'm telling you is you need a stronger if you're going to war would you rather take five thousand troops or would you would you rather take two or three because it's literally the difference between electronically produced silver via generator which is literally not colloidal silver but ionic silver it's not colloidal silver. It's electrically produced ionic silver that has a half-life in the body of five to six seconds. Because as soon as it either hits the chlorides in the gut or the chlorides in the bloodstream, it's converted to silver chloride, which is essentially useless in the body. Now, if you take enough of it, it'll, it'll do a decent job of keeping infections away, but eventually that type of silver can will and will turn you gray. The type of silver I'm advocating is true colloidal silver, and it will not do that. Okay, and I've met gray people before that have taken it, and I had a lady in Topeka when I did the taping of the Avion Flu presentation, and she came up to me and she was morbidly gray. She looked like she was fresh out of the casket. And she says, yeah, I take it, I make it myself, and I drink 16 ounces every day, and I never get sick. And I'm like, well, you can do that. And, and what she's done is she's um, caused a process called argyria, which is where you take so much of the cheap ionic silver into the body that it literally turns you gray. And um, it's pretty much a permanent thing. You can't get rid of it. And uh, it's just, it doesn't kill you. It's purely a cosmetic problem. Um, but it's not the way I would go, okay? Unless you like that look, which some people may like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, I haven't... Uh, I haven't done a lot with this lately. I put my my current special that I've got on the silver right now on the actual PDF. So if you're interested in that, it's not available off the website. Uh, if you are, I put it up there. You can look at that. It's up to you. But you can save some money We're get, getting the Invive 5,000 part per million. Let's go further. Uh, we're almost done here. Naked body scanners. The monumental cover-up exposed. This is um, at the height of the fervor over the airport body scanners earlier this year. TSA publicly stated that it was not possible to store, record, transmit, or print out images that show in detail the naked bodies of men, women, and children that have passed through them. At the time, we presented evidence to the contrary. In other words, that they were lying. Now, it has been conclusively proven that TSA and other federal agencies are using the scanners have flat-out lied to the unwitting public. Declaring McCullough of, C of CNET reports that, quote, the U.S. Marshal Service has admitted this week that it has surreptitiously saved tens of thousands of images recorded within a millimeter wave system at a security checkpoint of a single Florida courthouse. The proof comes in the form of a letter PDF, I'll give you the link here to click on, obtained by the Electronic Privacy Information Center, in which William Bordley, an associate general counsel with the Marshal Service, admits that approximately 35,314 images have been stored on the Brajot Gen 2 machine used in Orlando, Florida, in the federal courthouse. EPIC says it has also obtained more than 100 images of electronically stripped individuals from the scanning devices used at federal courthouses. This, the disclosures come as part of a settlement 
of the EPIC Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the U.S. Marshal Services. And also, uh, Bridget, the manufacturer of the body scanning equipment in question, also admits that its machine can store up to 40,000 images and records. EPIC has filed two further lawsuits, lawsuits against the Department of Homeland Security over the scanners, claiming that the DHS has refused to release at least 2,000 images it has stored from the scanners currently in U.S. airports. EPIC's lawsuits argue that the body scanners violate the Fourth Amendment, which prohibit unreasonable search and seizures, as well as the Privacy Act, the Administrative Procedure Act, and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, referencing religious laws about modesty. The group is the group points to a further document, PDF, and there's a link here you can click on. It is obtained from DHS showing that the machines used by the department's TSA are not only able to record and store naked body images, but they, they are mandated to do so. TSA has now admitted that this is the case, but claims that it's only for training and testing purposes. So they've got all these these naked body scans, and I mean you can see literally just about everything on any man, woman, or child, and they're now they're saying, "Yeah, we we were storing them all along, but, but you know we were mandated to do it. We we didn't mean to lie to you, but we're only doing it for training and testing purposes. And not only that, yeah, I know these full body scanners use a terahertz radiation, which actually literally unravels your DNA and rips it apart." Did you know that? Isn't it funny how it always seems to come back to the DNA and how they're always trying to defile and mess up our DNA? So now they they can kill two birds with one stone. Not only can they massively violate our privacy and take naked pictures and have literally child pornography on these scanners, but also what they're doing is they're using terahertz radiation to literally unzip and rip apart our own DNA. Who knows how that's going to affect us? And that's why I don't fly anymore. I'm done. I'm done flying. Because of this very, very issue. Um, I will not subject myself or my daughter to this garbage. And that's what it is, is garbage. So, again, these are things that we can be praying about. And, um, you know, praying that the Lord opens people's eyes and stops this wickedness. Because it is pure wickedness, everything we talked about today. And, you know, it's just scratching the surface on a lot of these subjects. But um, that's all we have for today. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and time you've given us, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that your truth and your word would go forth this day, that your name would be glorified wherever your truth or your word is being preached worldwide, that many would actually end up being saved from this, from this information as well. Body, soul, and spirit, Lord, I do pray for your protective hand to be upon the body of Christ, upon the innocent, the weak, the widows, the orphans, the children, the babies, the unborn babies in the womb, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that um, you'd open humanity's eyes to this wickedness and not only open in our eyes, but that, Lord God, we would, we would get on our knees and pray about these things and act in a manner according to your will. I pray you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.